Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to episode 109 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm Esther Newman, your host, and she's Holly Taylor, your other host. We kick off this week's episode by talking about corrective eyewear, as you would probably expect. This segment finishes, finally, with Holly explaining how we can all get a Beers for Life token from her family. It's all related, but not necessarily to running. We finally get on to running and then chat about distraction techniques on longer runs, which Holly has been using as she's upping her mileage in her half marathon training. At this point, I was still worried about upweighting the Great North Run into a longer run, but that will all be over and done with by the time this comes out, so fingers crossed it all went to plan. We talk strength training again as a result of the workout that Holly did this week, which destroyed her slightly. So our main focus here is the dreaded DOMS and how to minimise them and recover from them. We also talk about what it's like to live with people who aren't as enthusiastic about your running as you are. We'd love to know your thoughts on this. We hope your training and running is going well as we head into autumn. I personally love autumn because there's no danger of me having to wear a vest. So there we have it. Hey, Hull, let's talk about how brilliant Mary Bras are. You run in one, don't you? I absolutely do. I run all the time in the Mary Solidarity Sports Bra. It's a high impact sports bra, so it's really good for reducing bounce. And I can even run downstairs with it without having to grab onto my tits. Marvellous. I've also got the Solidarity. I was kind of amazed because I got the 32C, which fits me. I'm a 34B and it fits me perfectly. Um, and you can also get the Empower, which is for sort of slightly smaller boobs. Um, Mary bras come in a huge range of sizes from 28 to 38 underband and C to H cups. There are 52 sizes in total. So, um, Hole, let me tell you about how our brilliant bras came about. They were created by Mary Thomas, who is actually, get this, a woman in STEM. A real life woman in STEM. I'm overcome with awe. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Mary noticed that most sports bras focus on the downward motion of boobs during exercise, but didn't combat the upwards direction. So she designed and engineered the overband technology, which is this piece of fabric that runs across the top of the bras that stop your boobs from hitting you in the face, technically speaking. Amazing. And God knows my boobs would be hitting me in the face without my Mary bra. I would marry my Mary bra if I could. Um, <laughs> they come in gorgeous colours as well. I've got the black, which I love, but the Solidarity also comes in green and peach and they all look absolutely gorgeous, all the colourways. Uh, plus, each bra comes with a 12-month guarantee. Hurrah! And Mary offers free online fittings too, which is totally worth it if you've been running in the same grey bra for the last 10 years. Um, Mary does them herself and she's really lovely and you don't have to get your boobs out or anything. Uh, Mary now also has a collection of leggings and hoodies and the best tea I've ever run in, which you'll see on pretty much every sweaty post of my Instagram page. Yeah, if you haven't clocked that t-shirt yet, you've not been following Esther on Instagram. Um, so check them out, guys. You're going to love them as much as we do, I'm sure. They're absolutely brilliant. Uh, find them at marry.com. That's M-A-A-R-E.com. And enjoy, because they are honestly the best bras we've ever run in. No joke. To kick off, hello. shall I say that I have actually just returned. This is probably the most, I can't remember, maybe there are other episodes where this has happened, but I feel like this is the most rapidly after a run we've ever recorded a podcast for indeed, me. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I've seen you. You you, you, you now I, look recovered and lovely, but you were looking... I, yeah, now I'm, I'm nice and glowy and clean, but I was, yeah, I was a drowned rat. <laughs> And we had to go to our company meeting and I was extremely damp and it was a bit embarrassing. I was hoping, was I on the, you know, was I one of your people, one of your heads? I have all the heads, the way that my screen is. So, do you? Yes, do you know? I only, I, only, I only have half of them. Oh, really? So I couldn't see you today. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Because I was naked. <laughs> you look really nice today. Yeah, we do tend to turn up to our company meetings in the nude. <laughs> Can I say to the listener that Esther looks really cool today? Because <laughs> you're going to go about my glasses again, aren't you? Hi, I'm going to go on about yeah. your glasses again. This is what They're does. so cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, the classic move. Yeah. Classic Twi- twiddling move. the glasses. Flicking them up and down. Yeah. That. Um, yeah. So, but they're so cool. They're really big. Tell me about massive. them because uh, it's actually quite re- relevant to, to the listener, I'd say, how you got uh, hold of them. Because I drunk bought them. So um, I bought them yeah. because... Um, I was on holiday and Helen Thorne from Scummy Mummies, who I follow on Instagram, um, yeah, I was pissed and lying in bed just about to go to sleep and I was scrolling and she said, there was one of her posts where she said, loads of people have asked me about these glasses and where I got them from. I got I got them from here and they cost this much. Anyway, it turns out it was three for 15 or 16 pounds, three pairs mm-hmm. from that Amazon. So I was like, and click and buy. And then they turned up, yeah. so they were ha- That's so good. It was great. And then they were, well, you know. You must have really uh, classic eyes or something. Cause no. Well, no. Do, do you not have to give a prescription to Amazon? How does it work? Oh, no, these are reading glasses. Holly, you don't know anything about these because you are way too young. So um, I, oh, I wear... I am a four eyes, but I'm not the right kind. You're not the right kind. I am all the kinds because I've tipped over. So at some point when you're short-sighted, although Dave denies this, at some point in your 40s, usually, 
you tip over, you're short-sighted, short-sighted. Sometimes you stay the same, sometimes you get worse, blah, blah, blah. And in your mid-40s, you tip over into, I'm not only short-sighted, but ever so slightly long-sighted as well, which is why you have very yes. focused and all that sort of thing. So my issue is that I've got, oh, she sneezed, bless you. Um, Sorry, I, have, I hope that doesn't get picked up. Oh, I hope it does. Any, anything for the audience. Um, so I've got... Oh, con- God, I hope it's not because I've just been out in the rain. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, you don't catch viruses that way. You know that. No, that's true. Um, so I, I wear contact lenses because I'm very, very short-sighted, but I now also wear reading glasses over the top to work on screen and stuff. Anyway, so I've got these. And they are oh, massive. They're massive. So have you got glasses on underneath those glasses? No, contact lenses. Oh, you got contact lenses. Contact lenses, sorry, sorry, sorry. glasses. Contact lenses, glasses. Glasses, glasses. Lenses. Yeah, glasses. Yeah. yeah, it's quite simple to understand, really. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I yeah. suddenly thought you had two pairs of glasses on. <laughs> no, although I sometimes it's I quite do give these to one. Dave. It's quite to, to, Yeah, it's clearly one. Um, although, um, yeah, but they are, they're bloody massive Mr. Magoo glasses. And I tried all they're three on so and they cool. made me look ridiculous. Helen Thorne looks amazing. She's got a very lovely heart-shaped face and she wears these big glasses on top and it just suits her they, she just looks amazing in them and I I think my face is too small essentially but um I'm sticking with it I as, don't as think look. that I really think that they suit you I think when I first tried because I suppose my glasses are medium size aren't they I'd say they're medium I, size yeah. I think yeah I think when I first tried glasses I also thought that big looked really silly on me but mm. I think once you get used to it I think that they look great I love them I think well, you look so I've cool. got two extra pairs so <laughs> you can have... so when my when my sight deteriorates yes I have been told that because I had short I've, I've been short-sighted I think I was uh I was diagnosed mm. um in uh I think I was about year 10 or 11 Ooh. 14 15 yeah really rough time to have to start wearing glasses um mm. but um I was told then that it was likely that because I was short-sighted when I was young I don't know whether there's any if anybody is an optician who listens <laughs> I'd love to know whether this is true because I always thought this sounded like bollocks yeah that it would go in like a sort of like a boomerang almost oh. where it's like I'll start with short-sightedness yeah. and then it will sort of slowly throughout my life rectify itself and then it will go the other way in my 40s and become long-sightedness mm. but that sounds like bollocks and I also do, mm. I definitely don't think that my eyes have improved and I think they've got worse slightly yeah I think that sounds like in, the, in the last I think- years I think maybe yeah. maybe what they're saying is what I was trying to say at the beginning which is you you, you will get the long-sighted addition to your short site just to, to jazz yeah things up it would just bit. be as well yeah just to make yeah, just to make driving tough is she's just got both yeah 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 so it's fine so you can never relax and have to spend 400 pounds on varifocal yes exactly this is why i wear glasses over my contact yeah. lenses because you can get very focal contact lenses <gasps> which i think is just <gasps> amazing that is some, yeah yeah that's some but, women in uh, M tech isn't it isn't it but that's also very spendy. yeah so yeah i'm not doing that yeah so, but besides readers can be fun fashion <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I really did. That's what you're you're serving fashion today, serving I will fashion. say. Thank you. Um, you are serving fashion. <laughs> um, I need to tell you, oh no, I don't need to tell you this, but I've just thought of it. And I feel like it's quite an interesting story. Um, 
and I don't think it's one I've ever told on the pod. So even though it's no. not running related, I'm yeah. going to kick off with it. Do and it. then we've got loads of running stuff. Yes, we do. About. Yes, we do. But it's about contact lenses. Oh. On a family holiday as a child, mm. my dad, uh, he wears contact lenses, famously. And he lost a, he was on, they were on holiday, I think like, you know, classic uh, France or somewhere where mm. they had like a, a little cottagey, a gîte, if you will. Yes, and then gotcha. they had a a, a swimming pooly thing in the in the in the garden, mm-hmm. and went swimming. Um, and it had this is relevant for the story. Shortly, I'm <laughs> telling this terribly. Um, <laughs> that they had a, one of those little pool hoovers. A pool hoover. Oh, pool okay. Hoover yeah, thing. yeah. What to get the leaves yeah. off? Yeah. Uh, yeah, to get the leaves off. Yeah. And they so they went with my aunt and uncle, and my dad had been swimming along and he got out of the pool and he suddenly realized he only had one contact lens Aye. um and he went oh bollocks and he hadn't brought a spare pair <gasps> on the holiday oh no very silly move i yeah. personally that sounds silly right surely mm. you always take a couple yeah um but he had no spare pair on the holiday so he had he was like what am i going to do i'm gonna have one contact lens for the rest of the holiday and I think it was a combination of looking and also using the pool cleaner thing and mm. searching through the stuff from there. But the long and the short of it, my uncle Simon found the contact lens, what? the single contact lens in the swimming pool. No. I know. And he got beers. How mental is that? And he got beers for life and beers for life became a currency then in the family where if you do something amazing, you get beers for life. And Doug actually has beers for life for finding the dog when she ran away once. <laughs> but apart from that it's just Simon for finding the contact lens at the bottom of the pool I can't I still can't imagine finding a contact lens at the bottom of a swimming pool that's amazing yeah. I, I yeah I it's thank you unthinkable sort of my favorite story tales. what a story with <laughs> such relevance <laughs> I know welcome back to the women's running <laughs> podcast where we talk about all sorts of things to do with running hmm. uh, but I was about to talk about running before I got overexcited about <laughs> about your glasses and con- silly contact lens stories and beers for life. Um, but it, um, I have just been on a run. I've, you have. I've quite literally just been on a run. Yeah. Um, How'd it go then? So it went fine. So earlier when we were recording, because mm. t- full transparency... Um, Doug shorted the, I don't know, actually, this is a question for a woman in STEM. <laughs> what what happened? And then we had a power cut. Whatever that, whatever happened, right, there was so, a surge yeah, of some kind. Holly, you told me that the reason why we, so basically our podcast failed, she yeah. said, because Doug plugged the iron in. Now, all of those words don't make sense to me. <laughs> I'm just like, what? No, I What's know. It doesn't make sense to me either. <laughs> he said, I know, first of all, this is classic Doug. He likes to iron like everything. He likes to iron his T-shirts. Really? I'm oh, sorry, God. but I think who's got time to do that? I know, I know. Um, but he, I don't know, takes pride in himself or whatever. So he <laughs> likes to do that stuff. Um, he was, he was, he's been work. We've been working from home together now. So Doug now full time works from home, which is new to us in the last month or so. Okay. So still taking a little bit of getting used to. And, mm-hmm. uh, he, he was, uh, he, in fact, he told me exactly what happened because I was like, why were you ironing in the middle of the day? He had gone to do something he was supposed to be doing for work. And then he'd spotted 
uh, a shirt that he'd worn to a wedding the other weekend and was like oh I can't put it back in the in the in my cupboard not ironed mm. god who does that so he went yeah. and he he I know so he interrupted what he was doing the current work task he was doing to iron the shirt um so he was I, I, all he said to me was he plugged it in and there was something to do with the it was it was into an extension cord not directly ah, into the wall yeah and the extension thing uh you know there's a light that usually comes on that says surge protected or something mm-hmm. that light went out and then all the lights went out yeah so <laughs> that's it, all i know to cut to cut to the chase it meant that holly and i mm. had precisely 26 minutes of absolutely brilliant content mostly about piano teachers i know which is now lost it will forever. be lost forever mrs mm. you guys will never know about mrs piano jones no ever what no a shame. ever what a shame, what a shame. Yeah. well maybe we'll have to do another episode about mrs piano jones specifically so, yeah, uh, yeah but um but but until that day we have at least 10 minutes of content about searching for contact lenses at the bottom of swimming pools so I exactly think it's which is made up for it and I literally yes. said to Doug because he was like oh, I'm so sorry I'm so sorry and I was like don't worry to be honest we did chat shit about Mrs. Pian Jones for like 20 <laughs> minutes <laughs> so well this this is actually probably a blessing in disguise it'll give us a chance to actually talk about running yeah. here I am 12 minutes in and we've told a story about contact lenses at the bottom of the pool but the point was going to be about the the lost episode that happened earlier was that when we were talking about my running in that episode I was um I was really jolly because I hadn't yet embarked on my three mile training run today the last run I'd done had been I must have done I think I'd done I'd done a three mile in between but that had obviously been fine and noted not notable because I was still Mm -hmm. buzzing off the high of my five mile that I ran on Saturday morning yeah and that though I've already told Esther about it now sorry to bore you again with it but for the (laughs) listener was great I really enjoyed that run I had a lovely time um and uh, but the run that I've just been on was fine. It was just that it tipped it down. And I was also trying to cram it in. I should have done it this morning, but I didn't uh, because I got up early to take the bins out and then I went back to bed and I fell asleep and I overslept. So I didn't go for my run this morning. Instead, I had to go at lunchtime. And so I was doing the slightly panicky looking at my watch, hoping I was going to get back in time for the company meeting thing. And it also started tipping it. I think I heard thunder. Yeah, there was thunder. While I was running along. Yeah. Did you hear it was there thunder? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. There was I, thunder. I did I've never run in the thunder before. Ooh, look at you. Very yeah, adventurous. You? Very Thank adventurous. Um, yeah, I did I wonder know. about that run. Yeah, it's horrible doing that. We've done that before, haven't we? Both of us have done that before. I remember we both did it when there was like, um, I think we were doing a 10K. We've run when it was pissing it down. Uh, we've definitely run when it's pissing down. Yeah. But we've definitely done that kind of, I've got to get back for something. I remember doing both both the 10K that we did oh, virtually yeah. and a half marathon that we did virtually like both of those times I did it I remember I had to come back to like pick up the kids or or, or, or come back for a meeting or something yeah it's not good and it just, it's not great yeah bad timing it's so yeah. stressful because then you then you also feel like like looking at my mileage split like to start with I was quite proud of myself because I was like oh I've run that even though that was that was not the the most enjoyable run of my life mm-hmm. I was quite quite proud of the fact that I'd run the first split yeah Listen to me go. I'm going to call them splits. I think that's what you call them, isn't it? Yes, it is, it is, it is. My first split was yeah. was um, like overall, it was it was pretty. It it was faster than I'd run my previous three miler. So I was like, ooh. And then yeah. I clocked that 
actually that was just that my first mile was really quick and then my last two were really sluggish oh. so I think I just shot out because I was going oh I really need to get back for this thing yeah. and then it meant that I was really losing steam by the end and I went out of the gates a little bit a little bit harder than I should have done yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. I also accidentally published it on Strava because I've been trying not to do that because then I get really anxious that everyone's going to look at my my pace and think I'm crap but I, I I published it on on Strava accidentally so everyone enjoy I saw that I saw it, was it. slightly under three miles actually you'll see you'll all see it was slightly under three miles because <laughs> because I had to that was when it started raining and I was oh. faffing about my phone and then I accidentally ended the run and then I ran a little bit more home and then it was all uphill and raining so I just started walking but up until then it was it it all was going well Okay, well, look, look, back in the room, let's talk about your long run, because I know that you were really happy My with that. My long run is much, yeah, yeah, that one I was much jollier about. So and my pacing was about the same. Was it really? So, it's interesting, isn't it, it was, when that happens? But it was, yeah, but it was just slow and steady all along. And you, yeah. so you were running with so a buddy? I think my fastest split. Yes, that, I was running with my friend Lex. Mm. Um, in fact, we used this opportunity originally. And mm-hmm. I've, I've stopped talking about the Lost podcast episode because that must be so annoying for people. More <laughs> annoying for me and Esther, actually. Yes, but, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Doug, if you're listening. But yeah, um, yeah it was... Um, it, 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 yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I used, yeah, I was going to say, sorry, I used this opportunity to to plug our Patreon because I have written a blog post about the full experience mm-hmm. on our Patreon. Please come and join us. It's so lovely. And you can, I think there's probably an ad in here for this already. So I'm very sorry for you hearing it twice, but it, for as little as two quid a month, I think it is, isn't it? It is. You yeah. can come and listen to what, what we're talking about when we're not on here which yeah, is much exactly. the same in written form. <laughs> so um, I, I have, I'll try to leave some stuff just for the patrons, but to give a brief overview of the of the run, it just went really well. I went with my friend Lex. We were talking a lot about the fact that she was trying to make us do long division. I wasn't really having it. It was too difficult for me. She's a teacher. She can probably do that with her eyes closed, whereas I haven't thought about that for... 14 years maybe yeah. I don't know I made but she was number up. she was doing um, it as a distraction technique wasn't she yeah she was doing it as a distraction technique mm. um and in the end what we found to be the best distraction technique was the kind of mindful running thing of ticking through the different bits of your body to check in on them and see if they're okay and see how they're feeling yeah um and I was finding that interesting that I, I would think that that would be a a bit of an anxiety triggering thing because I do tend to ruminate on my kind of like health and how I'm feeling and stuff like that and be a little bit depressing just being like why you know focusing on the fact that my foot's sore or whatever but it wasn't at all it was actually a really nice way of passing the time and of being conscious of form and it 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 was really I really I really enjoyed that little technique yeah, and I was saying... And like, we're being very specific. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think mm. what we were saying um, in, in the last podcast, we were saying um, that um, when I was doing... When I was training for the London a couple of years back, that I remember Tina saying to me that it's a really nice technique to do once every sort of mile or once every kind of, regu- you know, in a, a, on a regular basis, and a mile marker is as good as any, to just sort of go... To literally go top to turn. I remember you were sort of saying, like, you were literally specifying 
you know, segmenting out your foot, you know, toes. Yeah, the if foot. I had the medical knowledge, I would have I would have done every bone or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, and if you do, then maybe <laughs> that would be helpful. But um, what yeah. I, I love this because I do do. I forget to do it occasionally, but if I'm feeling for some reason, I guess it's when I'm feeling like a bit crap. So if there's if I feel like the onset of maybe a niggle, which isn't a niggle. Um, it's usually more of a crampy feeling. So it's usually, it's usually actually, to be honest, mm. an indication that I need to have some water. Um, but if I feel something that's not, not going quite to plan or I'm beginning to feel really fatigued or whatever, it really helps to sort of, to do that kind of mental checklist. And it's quite nice to then, to use it to like adjust your form. So, cause normally my shoulders yeah. start hunching up and my elbows go out and I end up kind of really sort of flapping around and to kind of, to keep an eye on form, just to make sure that you don't, get kind of crampy feelings or whatever that's that's really helpful and also one of the things we were saying is that if you do have a bit of a kind of a feeling that could spiral you slightly like a feeling like oh I've got a bit of an, an ache like at the back of my leg or my knee feels a bit funny that that going through your top to toe checklist can sometimes just make you kind of wash over it slightly because all you're doing is using it as part mm. of your checklist and usually with me when I've got like a tiny tiny niggle like that it, it will go within a couple of steps because it's not normally either a kind of pre-cramp kind of feeling or it's just just yeah. it's just I don't know sometimes you know sometimes a bit of fabric will pull against my skin or my leggings or something and that, and my head will be like oh my god I've broken something you know it's that bad yeah I do and know I what just you mean take, you know it's just yeah so you just need yeah. to another couple of steps and then it kind of grounds you doesn't it I guess is the thing yeah 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 that's exactly it I think I've, I would have thought it was counterproductive but actually it was exactly that it just made me kind of be like it's all right look you you carry on mm-hmm. you, it's not hurting any worse over the next couple of steps that you've that you've taken you'll be fine and it helps you kind of move on and forget about it and also like did you ever do this that I'm not I'm not sure again about the science of this and I feel like if you're if if it's a migraine or something it it doesn't work at all but if you've got a little bit of like a tension headache or something then if you close your eyes and just like follow the pain around your head Mm. like kind of try like try and locate it and work out where it is and then it kind of moves when you do that and then you can kind of like follow it around your brain until eventually it goes, I swear. And I don't know whether Ooh. this is something that Doug always tells me to do when I have a headache. I yeah. don't know whether the, whether there's any remote, like I don't think that's probably true, but I think it's like a sort of mind game that helps mm. you to work through the pain until it has gone probably. Wow, yeah, never heard of that, but sounds great. Neither have I. It might be bollocks, but... But it's it sometimes works for me, and I wonder if it's a bit the same principle that it's mm. like you're 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 pulling your attention elsewhere, and you're like hyper fixating on something else. And I know it doesn't seem like something else because you're looking for the pain, but it kind of is. It's like you're playing a little game almost in your brain, yeah, until you can get through. And so I guess it's quite a similar thing. I think it's quite similar because it's I've... that combination, isn't it, of kind of confronting the pain head on and being like, okay, that's there, yeah. but then also not letting it completely consume you, thinking about other bits yeah. of you as well. It's it's a weird kind of disassociation, yeah. isn't it? It's kind of moving yourself out of your mm. body and looking kind of. It's like that having that kind of helicopter view, kind of. Top down right okay so then it does pull you away from your body totally. it means you're less kind of, kind of yeah less personally invested because you're like ah oh, here's this person she's running down a towpath her knee hurts but this bit is fine this bit's fine this bit's fine this bit's fine and you kind of yeah you just sort of yeah I, th- I think it's fantastic technique basically is mm-hmm. 
what I'm trying to get cool. at as well as rambling. Well, I'm going to carry going to carry on doing that because I think that was really useful in the last couple of miles when I was getting really tired. Good. I was really proud that I managed to run the whole thing. Yay. Um, and it gave me strength today. Yeah. Um, because even though I didn't, even though it didn't go completely to plan and it pissed it down and I was worried about being late and stuff, I didn't stop running. Um, Good so the whole, the whole time, mm-hmm. um, even though there are a few moments where I wanted to be like, Oh, it's gross or, <laughs> you know, stop and check my watch. Cause I was panicking that I was going to be late or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did have a slight nightmare with the, I was wearing some cycling shorts today from unnamed company. I won't name them because I'm sure some of their other stuff is lovely, mm. but this particular pair of cycling shorts was not for me oh. and they were really falling down. And, and then my phone was kind of like pulling them down. And, oh no. Oh, it's really irritating. Uh, I know. Yeah. I so, hate that. I but tell me. That. Yes. I was going to say about, I, I did want to talk about one other thing to do yeah. with my training but yeah. I'm also conscious that was it your last was it your last long run on Saturday um are you are you tapering now oh no, no of course because we've got the great north run fiasco yes so it's yes and no so I sorry had... not to call it the great north run it, it fiasco. Is, it is. I'm sure Fuck. it be brilliant <laughs> hashtag yeah um no it's uh yeah. so I did I did my long run at the weekend and I did 21 point something so I'm that's the longest long run I've ever done in training so I'm really pleased really pleased and it was fine it wasn't that's brilliant wasn't quite as good as the week before in terms of comfort and I don't know why that was Mm. particularly but it was fine it was absolutely fine I got through it um and that's so uh, good I can't yeah, believe I'm really doing things like this. I, well, I can't either, really. And then, and what's lovely, actually, is to go yeah. back and look at that. You know, all those, you know, the long runs I was doing in Cornwall, and I was getting really worried because they were really uppy-downy. And obviously, there was loads of kind of walking yeah. to get up and stuff. And it's quite, it's interesting. I, I just, I didn't think I'd ever be able to manage these distances, like running them in a one And um, and I am yeah. doing. And it's lovely to look back at those and also look at the times that I was doing them in so that, like, the, of this long run block, um, the first long run I did in Cornwall, I think was 17, or it might have been 16 even, 16 or 17. Um, mm. And that run took considerably longer than my 21 miler because of all the walking and stuff. So, really? Yeah. Because of all the walking and the cows and stuff? Yeah, wasn't exactly. It then, the... Yeah, yeah. So it was kind yeah. of, but so, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling better. I feel kind of, um, I'm not sure I'm going to like looking at looking at that run. I'm not sure that once I get up to marathon distance, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to break four and a half, which was kind of my kind of B goal, I guess. My A goal is just to run it, yeah, and run it all the way. But yeah. my B goal was always it would be quite nice because when I did it virtually, I did it in four thirty eight, but there was sort of stoppage and and kid hugging and things like that. Um, and yeah. so I, and I didn't Definitely like. Traffic lights, yeah, there were traffic lights. So, and I'm I'm hoping there won't be traffic yeah. lights at the London Marathon. So I think, um, <laughs> so yeah, I was kind of thinking. I'm well, sure Elliot Kipchoge would be slightly irritated if, <laughs> yeah. if he had to wait he for the green man. Would definitely have to pause his Garmin, wouldn't he? Yeah. So um, he would. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. So I think I might just have to kind of concentrate on my a goal of getting around. But the yeah. So I've got. Um, Great North Run on Sunday, um, and I'm uh, I changed my mind on probably an hourly basis as to what I'm going to do. In my head, what I want to do, I guess I think, is to do 
maybe maybe the same sort of distance as I did this weekend gone. So I want to do 21. Um, so I would like to do eight miles ahead of doing the Great North Run. Um, yeah. and, and I think, you know, after going boring the crap out of you and many, many other people, um, it definitely sounds as though it's best to do that before rather than after. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, just not boring the crap out of me or anybody <sighs> else, by the way. I think we all we were all on the edge of our seats waiting to know what you're going to do about this Great North Run well, I dilemma. Think, I think I'm going to do it, but I'm going. <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to have to sort of almost take a decision on the day because what I don't know. Yeah. Um, because you, I mean, it's like forty thousand people are descending on Newcastle to run this race. That's a lot of people. And um, I think like where I'm going to, so I, my, my plan is to sort of basically, as my dad pointed out, where it starts is actually the location of a park run. So you can find the park run map, which okay. is very, very helpful. So you, I know there's a 5K there. So I just need to do that a bit. That's good. How many miles is it again that you have to do before? Seven. Eight, seven or eight. Yeah. Seven so, or eight. Okay. Yeah. So, so I just need to do a couple of park runs. Yeah. Um, so that yeah. that would be that would be great, but I don't know when that park is going to start getting really, really, really busy and absolutely chocker with people, and whether that's going to be out of the question. So I'm just going to have to almost see on the day. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So that's my that's my concern really, but I'm I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sorry, I don't. Yeah, because that does sound. I think I would be a bit a bit. Yeah yeah a bit anxious about that but I am a bit anxious and and having spoken to other people there seems to be sort of wildly differing opinions as well some people saying um you know don't don't worry about doing the extra mileage do just run the half at like race pace but you know as previously mentioned I don't have a race pace I don't I don't fucking know No, I just have a pace I just have a pace I have a pace which is hope for the best Yeah. yeah exactly so yeah I think I think when you're running 11 minute miles like me you're not really going there are there are no other types of miles yeah or if there are then it's it's accidental it's oh shit I did that too fast that's why I'm knackered or it's oh it was obviously a bad day today yeah there's no no intentional pacing no no and I have I've clearly looking back through Strava clearly I have run half marathons quicker than I have run marathons um yeah you know so so there's a thing but you know that you know my fastest time I did was during my virtual and probably Berlin they were I think they're both about the same yeah pace and Berlin was comfy and fine but the virtual was awful and the same amount of training went into both so it just depends on the day doesn't it and yeah I don't know I'm just gonna have to see what happens and report back next week um i'm quite excited to hear i hope it all goes well so you're going down to are you staying in newcastle or are you just going up staying in newcastle yeah staying in newcastle um Mm -hmm. yeah because it's a five-hour journey going up and down that would not be that would not be happening i don't know in what world i thought that was so yeah staying there the night before um yeah so (sighs) i enjoy i love newcastle do i have never been I really, I, I don't think I would ever have been, but I've been a couple of times because Dave, who's 
Cara's boyfriend Dave, yeah. of our little Cara's Dave, mm-hmm. the other Dave, as he'll henceforth be known, <laughs> um, is from Newcastle. So we uh, have been up to see his family and like see where he lives and stuff a couple of times. And I was obsessed. It's got a metro. It a has. Metro I know this has been mentioned to me Do several you know times over the last couple of days. In the UK, that's yeah it's mad that's that was the first thing that blew my mind and then second of all I just thought it was really beautiful and lovely I think Geordie Shaw had given me a different impression of Newcastle (laughs) and the reality is that it's actually beautiful and very cultural I knew you'd bring it back to reality tv (laughs) yeah there we go oh but I've got to ask you about this and again this is giving a little bit of 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 patreon secrets away but Mm. Can we discuss strength training? We can. Because how is yours going? Are you still doing it? Are you, are you, how's it yes. all going? And yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, I am doing it. So along with running, which I'm doing maybe mm-hmm. four times, sometimes five times a week, depending on if I can chuck in a cross training sesh. If I can't, it's five times. Um, but I also do two okay. boot camps um, and they're mostly strengthy, but sometimes there's a bit of, um, a bit of kind of cardio in there but yeah I'm doing those things I can't predict what I'm going to be doing so I'm not it's not like I I haven't got in my head like we were talking about last time and I was being all dictatorial to you and saying you must do arms and legs and core I can't predict that that's what we're going Mm -hmm. to do because it's led by someone else and I just have to yeah but in a way I think that's yeah I think that's quite good really because when it actually came down to it I will hopefully be able to do it properly this time because the podcast episode will be out. Mm. But I should have written down what you said because I didn't do what you said either because I didn't write it down. I know, I know, I should have done. I now will be able to go back and find what you said specifically. (laughs) But I couldn't do that at the time. So I did much the same thing and I just looked up a strength training thing. And to be honest, keeping it, you know, shaking it up a bit is probably good, isn't it? Absolutely. But I... Well, and this is my very best impression of somebody who's never spoken to you about this before, let alone only a mere few hours ago. Yeah. What do I do and why on earth do I feel like I'm going to die after doing not not after doing five miles? That was fine. Mm-hmm. After doing 10 minutes, it was a 20 minute strength training video yeah. from Anna from the running channel. And I was like, Anna, we're, you know, I'll be fine. She'll, yeah. she'll, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. And it was not. And she was great. And I was not. And I only managed to do half of it before I was like, well, I've got to run three miles again tomorrow. So I better not do any more because otherwise I'm going to not be able to run. It was so painful and the particular exercises that I was doing were the sort of side to side skiing, squatting things. They're good. They're really good. Yeah. Yeah, they are definitely good. I'm I'm no dancer and I do struggle (laughs) with the coordination of those a little bit, but I gave it my best go. Um, And jumping into uh, lunges. That was the Uh, worst thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, they're awful. Yeah. yeah, really. Again, that was a coordination issue, partly, but also a weakness issue mm-hmm. and general feebleness issue. Uh, then I was also instructed to do, there was some planking. Mm-hmm. And then there were the Russian twists. Ah, Russian twists, yes. 
Um, I would make my joke again about the current geopolitical situation, but I'm not going to because it'll seem hollow a second time around for your ears. But I made a hilarious joke. It was hilarious. It was properly hilarious. Um, (laughs) These are all good exercises. It's great. You did loads of core. You did like proprioception Mm. um, by doing the kind of the ski jumps. I know, right? Is that the more kind of explosive-y things? No, um, it's more to do with the fact that you're, it's about kind of, balance and um it's about kind of uh uh, like lots of when you when you're doing trail running say for instance it's really good to kind of work on your proprioception Mm. which kind of uh, yeah landing and um uh, and not twisting your ankles essentially um anyway that's really good and anything that is like single leg so single leg deadlifts single leg those kind of ski jump things that you were doing all of that is fantastic for runners because we are basically jumping on one leg the whole time um, yeah, the whole time, pretty much. But... When you think about it, yeah, there's not so, usually to... two feet on the floor. Oh no, no. <laughs> there, are pro- there are probably times well, when there are two feet not often. on the ground. And place. and and to have like no. and also to do the side to side movement, or that's really good because you don't get that in running. Mm. So you're strengthening all the kind of side. Very muscles. good for avoiding so, puzzle puzzles. Very good for avoiding puzzles. Um, but all of that puzzles adds up to puzzles. Did we say puzzles? <laughs> puzzles. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Honestly, and I'm I'm on one here. Um. But ba- basically, go, go, go. Carry on. basically, what, what what you're doing there is is clearly in, in all of those exercises, you're using muscles that you don't normally use when you're running, and because you're, you're like the yeah. increase in running running that you've been doing, it means that you've been regularly using, you know, your quads and your hammies and your calf muscles and your feet and ankles and your mm-hmm. bum and all that going forward in a forward motion. Um, but you haven't used all these other muscles that you've been engaging for for, for this. Yeah, exercise. that's so true. And so what? Like side to side, the side to side down. Because exactly. I was about to be really gutted then, because I was like, am I not using my quads and my bum and stuff properly when I run? But not to do those kind of movements. No, not to do those kind of movements. And and um, and and you see, the thing is, and I know I said this earlier as well, but you see, the, when you're doing strength, when you're doing like weight bearing exercise and whether that's your own weight or whether that's holding a weight or whatever you're causing essentially these micro tears in your muscle and when you have delayed onset muscle soreness that's the one when you get that that is your muscles rebuilding stronger so it's all amazing it's all it's it's a lovely pain because it's like your body rebuilding itself stronger like bloody robocop it's it's fab. It's, yeah, that's pretty epic. Yeah, think about it, isn't it? It's amazing. So, yeah. So I'd say first of all, don't be sad that you feel pain. Feel like bloody hell, mm. my body is currently rebuilding itself even better than it was yeah. before, even stronger with better muscle muscles. I was going to say muscles. But I was going to. Are we? Are we okay? <laughs> Am I pissed? <laughs> Hang on a minute. It's three forty. I should be pissed. It's three forty. Yeah, but I not, know not long. Not long <laughs> now. Anyway, your muscles, Holly, they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, they really, so they truly are. They, they truly are. are. They truly are. And what I was also going to say was like the more often you do your strength training, the less awful the DOMS will be until you don't get them. I know, Esther, but I hate to hear that. Why? I know that. Because that means I have to do it more. You do have to do it more, yeah. (laughs) I wanted you to say in a magical world, 
Oh, it, was it not very nice? You don't have to do it again then. Yeah, you got to keep on doing it. But of course, with everything, yeah, you got to keep on doing it. Yeah. And I'm trying hard at the moment to be a little bit, take a little bit of a leaf out of the Esther Neiman playbook and be a bit more, come on, you can do this. You're a badass bitch rather than being a little bit too, which I am guilty of sometimes, oh, it's raining, or you don't have to when it's raining. I'm going to try and really make myself be like, come on, you can do this. Encouragement. Yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. that's kinder than than Esther is in the Esther playbook, for sure. Yeah, I, speak about myself I thought I, I kinded up a yeah. little bit. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> get out there, you bastard, you deserve to punish yourself, I think is, yeah. is really the subtext. <laughs> really <of> more afraid, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a good playbook. I thought I'd do a nice middle ground of us. There. It's a shit book. That was it's that a, was. Yeah, that's a nice middle ground. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> um, but I need to ask you as well, and oh. I am asking you this partly because I want to know the answer. Um, because we got cut off before I could hear it. Before this was exactly the point. <laughs> Doug was ironing his wedding shirt. Um, because because I want to ask you. Is it yes. a load-bearing thing that I am chunkier in the in the bum thigh hip department? I've I've always been a pear, which I hate when people describe women as fruits, but <laughs> I I probably fit pear shape the most. Um and um I it's always my thighs and my bum like I can do quite a lot of I do get slightly sore abs sometimes and slightly mm-hmm. sore shoulders and but the not being able to walk for two days scenario is yeah. is exclusive to the 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 quads and the glutes that's what always kills okay well no is, is it the because answer. they're massive no because it feels like there must be a correlation okay no um speaking as a pomegranate um or no what fruit would I be <laughs> I think what would I be? I wonder. Could I, can I be a pomegranate? You'd be... <laughs> no, you can be rude, one if you'd it? like to be, but I don't think you're a pomegranate. Oh, I know what I'd be. I think... I'd be a flat peach. I'm going to be a flat peach. You know, one of the kind of shit ones that come out really expensively in Marks and Spencers. You're like, oh, that's good. It's mostly a stone. That That's me. Yeah. <laughs> you're not the shape of a flat peach, but something about about that is really yeah making me laugh i'm gonna go for that slightly exotic. you as a fat peach I'd... Forced bread. Exotic. <laughs> a little bit cross tastes shit than the round version <laughs> <laughs> oh you're not a flat peach heavily packaged yeah i don't know one of those things um, a bit furry in plastic yeah um a bit furry yeah <laughs> uh yeah I mean, I... pears aren't quite furry enough <laughs> so I would say uh, no that's bullshit um you know no okay. not at all because the the what you can feel the the agony of the doms is your muscles right you don't have more muscles mm. than me I don't have more muscles than you we have the same really? amount of muscles even though yeah yeah you need to do some biology God, here, don't you? <laughs> I really need to do some biology <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I suppose that all makes sense yeah I just so, never really wanted to face the fact that the majority of of my thighs and bum are 
other things <laughs> and that the muscle in there is actually quite small no because muscles get bigger and smaller and we know this so you have you have some strong muscles yeah. what you're doing is you're working them and the, it just so happens yeah that, that the muscles that you've got in particular in your bum and the backs of your legs are the biggest muscles in your body and they are going to really hurt if you stress them. And and body weight exercise is among the best exercise you can do for your strength. I mean, you don't have to be lifting weights. And in fact, it's very difficult to lift weights. With so your it's anyway. a good thing. It's great. It is a good thing to be doing. Because sometimes I feel like it's counterintuitive that because it's so painful afterwards, I'm like, is am I doing something wrong? Is this not, does my body not cope with it or something? But no. it's definitely something to be carrying on with. Definitely. And also, I, I also find yeah. that what can really help, and I know this is, may not be what you fancy doing, but if I have got really, really stiff legs, and I never, like you, I never get that after running. It's always after doing a, a particular boot, if, if particularly if it's been squats in a boot camp, I will always yeah. have it after then. Um, but doing a really, really super easy run the day after can really loosen off the muscles a bit. Um, but you did all the right things. That you did, is you know. what one of the patrons said to me because I asked about it in my in my blog post on Patreon. Yeah, and that is what one of the lovely patrons said. Yeah. So I think I need to acknowledge that. And you know, I've done that today, and I've kept walking, even though it's been a bit painful. I've made mm-hmm. sure that over the last day or two since the strength training that I've been, I've been walking around. Yeah. So it's just. And I did try and do it on the same day as a run. Ooh, yeah. So maybe next time I try not to do that. Maybe no, next time I try not to do that. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think it's fine. But And as long as you're doing the things that you said that you... I didn't feel like I was too knackered for it at the time. I only no. felt knackered in the days following. So Exactly. I, no, I, I don't think yeah. it was a bad thing to do. As long as you're having a rest, at least one rest day a week, like proper rest, nothing at all. Yeah. Um, I think that's absolutely fine. I think... Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I think you're doing all the right things. And I think, you know, like how you were after you'd, um, after you come back from your long run and, you, and you, you had the bath and everything, that maybe incorporate that as part of your recovery if you've yeah, done Yeah, maybe I treat training. that as like just, because if I've just been out for a run for an hour, mm. I'll be like, that was really hard work. I deserve now to go and sit in the bath and read a book for a bit or to do some nice gentle stretching and like yeah. I'll treat my... Or I'll use a massage gun or like a, a nice bath bomb, or some salts or something like I'll definitely treat that as like, oh, I need to look after my muscles now. They've just been through a lot. Yeah. Whereas 20 minutes of strength training, I'm like, I'm annoyed almost. I'm like, why are they so sore? Yeah. Like they need to yeah. fuck their ideas up because they've only been working for the for the last 10 minutes. But I, maybe I need to treat that recovery as exactly the same as I would after a long run. Do some mm. recover pro and or other massage guns are available uh do some definitely like, do yeah, some stretching some salt in it definitely do some stretching do some stretching yeah for sure I did try I and mean, follow Anna Anna did some stretching at the end of the um at the end of the um sorry workout. are those funny noises coming up for you no no what funny noises Good, Kate, then doesn't matter. My laptop was making weird noises and I was like, oh God, are they happening on the podcast? Another podcast down the drain. Another lost <laughs> podcast. Oh, anyway, um, uh, yeah, Anna did some like cool down stuff afterwards, but I just always, I can't help but feel, even though it, you know, it was decent, it was a few minutes long and stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't help but feel, if you've ever been to like a like body con or yeah. I don't know how they do it at your boot camp, that the cool down is like two minutes. 
Yeah. And yeah. if you've been like, that was only like 10, 20 minutes of, of, it was supposed to be 20. It I know. I love the way that you said 10 or 20. Cool down. <laughs> I keep saying 10 or 20. Give or take, give or take. Uh, the, <laughs> it was 10 minutes and then I fast forwarded to the cool down. Um, but, um, <laughs> it was, um, but I've been to body conditioning classes before where they're like 45, 50 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And then the cool down is like two minutes. Yeah. And that does feel a bit strange to me because if I go for a long run again, Mm. I will do a lot of that nice pampery stuff afterwards sometimes but also one thing I always do because I never stop running near my house one thing I'll always do is like gently walk home yes which is a and I never cool just down. like sit on the sofa straight away or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so but I that, think I is... think maybe that was partly it too that like the, co- the cool down just wasn't quite long enough for me and then I sat on the sofa or sat back down at my desk or whatever I did again yeah and that's and that's the killer yeah. isn't it because because the walking after the running yeah. is a great cool down cardiovascularly speaking um, but what you're not doing is you're, mm. you're not kind of then stretching out your limbs particularly and there's kind of you know there's there's arguments for and against against that mm. in any as, case unless as we've discussed before you're walking like john john cleese unless, which yeah which can yeah, yeah which can be yeah can be good but it's slightly embarrassing tough in an urban environment isn't it um and i think but i, th- yeah, I think in an urban environment. but after strength for sure and after doing like those squats and stuff you really need to be stretching out your bum stretching out your legs stretching yeah. you know and uh, yeah for sure always and you, you know you know yeah just do that the classic kind of thing where you're lying on your back with your knees bent and then you cross your ankle over your other knee and pull your leg in towards do you know what I mean it's like a figure of four shape oh yeah that yeah do that if it's glutes because that's a lovely one you can do it the, even if it, it oh it's so good even you if know you've got the your standing doms, version of that a bit as well yes. where yeah, you yeah. put your that's true because you can do that one with doms you probably couldn't do the other yeah. one with doms quite so bad yeah, yeah. but but oh crossing a uh, my ankle over my knee and doing a little squat down after spinning oh, or something is good, honestly it, one of the best things it's lovely isn't it after spin yeah <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> yeah so so basically the answer to that is you're doing you're doing all the right things and your body's getting stronger so you know tick okay. tick tick win 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 Tick, tick, tick. And I'm really proud of myself this week that I've done, apart from cutting that this run today a little bit short. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't I don't feel too guilty about that because it was by like 0.3 of a mile and it was pissing it down and I was going to be late for my meeting. So yeah, it is what it is. It's Swings weird. and roundabouts. Overall, I, I went out when it was pissing it down. Yeah. Which I'm really proud of myself for. Yes. And I, I attempted strength training, even though I only did 10 minutes instead of 20. No, that means you did it. You did it. The, it's nice exactly I did it yeah I'll oh, see look there's a pattern here I'm cutting corners whatever it, it's been it's <laughs> there's, it's been a tough week <laughs> no, it will only it. get easier it will only yeah. get easier and it wasn't to be fair like a beginner's strength training class that I clicked on I think that was the other problem yeah it was tough so I think yeah it was a bit too tough for me really and then I overworked myself for 10 minutes and then fell on the floor for the next 10 um <laughs> so that I won't do that next time yeah. and I've got six miles on Saturday and tomorrow I'll pro- well I'm thinking of I'll definitely have rest days in that I have more restful days yeah but I am roguely at the same time as all of this I decided to start an a 30-day yoga challenge oh okay yeah nice I know. So I started it yesterday. So I've literally only just started it and I'm not going to mm. like force myself to do it. If I get knackered, then I can still do the 30 day course over more days if I yeah. if I want to take some more breaks in between. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why I just was like, 
I feel like I'm enjoying moving around a bit at the moment. I'm getting a bit more comfortable in my own skin and with my body again and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just want to feel a little bit more flexible and a bit more. And also, to be honest, some of the Yoga with Adrian 30-day challenge things, there are some bits in there that like are strength training. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I find yoga. She loves a boat. She loves a boat. No, I, I, yeah. must, I must admit that when I've been doing yoga, I have found it like I, it's almost like I have a brain reset. Every time I walk in there, I think, oh, yeah, lovely yoga. This mm. is time for a nice stretch and everything. And I'll be halfway through and I'll be like, oh, for God's sake, this is the most painful thing in the world. So I do find it stresses my body. I, and I've, I think I've used that word before. And I mean it in a positive way. Like it, it is, yeah. it's hard work. It's hard work. And, uh, but it's so good for you. It's so f- good for you as a runner. And it's so good at preventing those DOMS as well, because you can use it as your kind of big runner stretch thing. Oh, if you're doing it. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to really In fact, yesterday that. there were some, I believe it is called runner's stretch. Ooh. You know, when you like lean back and you're kind of like, it's, it's a bit like, it's like doing a kind of hamstring stretch thing. Okay, yeah. I think that's what she called it. I think Ooh. she called it a runner's stretch. Yeah. And that was so helpful oh, that brilliant. I feel a lot better after, after doing that. Core, not sure the core feels better, but legs and bum wise, they definitely felt better after that yoga session. So oh, she went quite hard from, from the start. Oh, it was really? quite tough, tough start. But I think it would just be really good to get back into as a supplementary thing to my running. And yeah, yeah I'm, I wanted to. I think that's really good. I think that's a great idea. I really do. It's, um, yeah, I loved it. I've oh, not yay. done it. I've not done it for a couple of months now. Um, so I'm hoping, yeah. hoping to go back next week. Um, yeah, I think it's just. Oh, yay. Enjoy. Fun. Yeah, I will. Thanks. Um, um, I'll tell you what, there was, there was a thing I wanted to yeah, talk about. Yeah, you go, you go. Um, we mm. were going to talk about, we'd, we'd sort of raised it just as a bit of a point, because um, it was kind of raising it to be, to see what it's been like for anyone else that's listening to this. Um, what it's like l- living in a kind of, in a, in a group like like being in a family or whatever where mm. you aren't necessarily supported in your running and um or 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 at least the people that you live with aren't as enthusiastic with your running as as you are um and yeah. it's, and it's something I was thinking about it because um there was a couple of interviews that we did earlier on in the timeline of the pod like I remember speaking to Anna McNuff for instance and um, her partner Jamie is a huge runner, um, and Sophie Power, her partner or husband, is um, is a huge runner. And they both talk, and they've yeah. both those people have got small kids, and um, they were talking about tag teaming in terms of their training. Oh, and I remember even Jasmine Paris talking about tag teaming. Her husband also is a runner. Um, and Coldwell, I, I remember when we were talking yes. to her about tri stuff. I think they're both tri athletes. Yes, so. they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so mm. this sort of thing happens. I, I guess, like you know, if you, I guess it helps if you if you've been into running quite young. It it means that you might you might meet people that are also into running because that's kind of you know one of your main interests. But what if yeah. what if you get into running later in life? You've already chosen your life partner, or you. What if you bonded on pints, fags and, and booze, TV yeah, and yeah, and fags and booze? Yeah. What if you bonded yeah. on that, um, which is quite normal, um, and but yeah, uh, standard. Then you get into running, and you find that you're not given, or or, or the person, the people you live with, just aren't as enthusiastic about your running as you are. 
And because mm. when I talked to Anna about it, Anna McNuff, I remember feeling quite emotional about it because it's not that Dave doesn't appreciate my efforts. Like he definitely is proud of me. Um, like when, when mm-hmm. I sort of said about distance and things like that, but it is quite, it's bewildering to him and in ways in which I find like computer gaming bewildering. Um, so that it's fair yeah. enough, you know, but, but he's bewildered by it. And I was just, I was just wanted to raise it as like a conversation piece to, to see how other people cope with that. Because we know, we know, me and you know, that talking about running to people that aren't runners is incredibly boring. And that's why we started this podcast in a way, isn't it? Because like, I can talk to you about running forever and ever. We you can really talk to me about someone. <laughs> we really need someone to talk to. <laughs> we needed someone to talk to. <laughs> Um, but it can be, you know, it can be sort of deflating, can't it? If you if you are really, really mm. pleased with something that you've done, but you go back and you say to your partner or to the person you live with and you say, oh, I've, or to whoever's important to you and you say, oh, I've just done my first ever 5K or I've, I've, I'm training for this. And, um, you know, sometimes you can get a kind of a, a look of sort of glazed over, oh, and it's not, I don't, yeah. I don't mean the kind of like, I don't mean not having someone at home to talk to about like different shoes and, you know, nutrition and stuff like that, but yeah. just someone that, that I kind think of... they just don't quite know what it is. That's the thing, isn't it? Because it's not an unsupportive, mm. like same, I've definitely had that same response. And it's like, I don't think it's like a, oh, I, I'm very disappointed in you and your life choices. And I couldn't give a flying shit yeah. about what you're talking yeah. about right yeah. now. I, it's not it's not that I think it's just like people not quite knowing sometimes what that means yeah like if you've never run five miles or six miles if 20 bloody miles like Esther Newman then how <laughs> then maybe maybe it's just a bit like okay yeah uh, th- like there's just a lack of understanding about the effort that 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 but then also we probably do talk about the effort quite a lot that it does yeah. require I know it's a balance isn't it? it's a balance between I, I don't know it's kind of yeah I mean he when I'm talking about Dave specifically he does find it and I can completely understand it um does find it all very very boring because it's just it's just running isn't it so uh, how much can mm. you talk about running you know it turns out you can talk about running quite a lot but quite a lot it, yeah, but he's you like can so he's hundred plus hours of podcast today. <laughs> turns out, yeah, but... <laughs> but he's sitting there and he's he. It's not only that he has to listen to me talking about running, although less so since the onset of this podcast. But um, not only does he have to, mm. to listen to me about talking about something that he is completely not interested in, um, but also it, there is the kind of the time involved in the training, which kind of puts the onus on him in terms of childcare and stuff like that. So that's. Whereas when you get couples where there is a where they both want to go out and go running, obviously they share the childcare and they share the housework and they share that kind of thing in order for the yeah. other person to go off and do what it is that they love and it makes sense. Um, and and I just don't I don't have yeah. that I don't have that so I do I feel sort of slightly envious of other people although at the same time I think that they might be envious of me because I don't have to come back from my run and immediately pick up the kids and like look after them while while my husband while goes for a big run theirs. Yeah. that's true that's so. true and and I suppose maybe with the the thing that I do love from Doug is that any with maybe the lack of of knowing sometimes like what that might entail and that like there is just like a massive like that sounds amazing 
like whatever yeah. that is yeah. whatever I've talked about doing a fitnessy thing and so I, there is a part of me that would quite like to keep it that that he doesn't really know what some of those things are and I just get a huge congratulations for like I don't know running a mile which still we should all congratulate ourselves we for should. but like that's nice because or, yeah you know, or, without the, the the knowledge of what it's like for him yeah, yeah like, whereas imagine yeah. if you had like an athlete partner and they were like oh um, well you know mm, let's yeah. look at your splits <laughs> yeah. like, mm. low effort today I'd say low <laughs> yeah. effort today <laughs> have you joined us on patreon yet for just a couple of quid you'll get some lovely patron only perks including an exclusive newsletter from me and holly full of secrets and swearing and all sorts more freebies on the way too. Join us at patreon.com forward slash women's running for all your extra Holly and Esther bits. Yeah, so um, that was another thing. Um, but because I, I feel like I am kind of denigrating partners and because we're women's running, I guess, and because I'm coming from a position of a heterosexual woman, I'm talking about men. Mm. Um which I shouldn't do. So, but it's, I'm just talking about other people, other people that don't run. Um, mm. But um, uh, that sort of segues, again, my segues are rubbish. They're not segues at all. They're like handbrake turns. And and I wanted to go into something because I know that you had uh, this week a really exciting email that made me have a little shriek. Can you tell everybody? About oh, that? yes. Should we talk about? <laughs> Okay, let's let's find it. So um, we were thrilled, genuinely, genuinely thrilled to have an email earlier this week from somebody who said, um, "Heard on your podcast the other week about the laughable criticism of the pod." I believe this was referring to the comment that Esther and I were fourteen-year-old girls. <laughs> yeah. uh, just thought I'd balance it with the fact that, despite being foremost just based for women runners, it's still my favorite running podcast out there, and I'm definitely a broke. <gasps> Cheers and keep up the smashing work. That was from lovely Matt, and it really, really Yay! made me jolly because oh I was like, "Oh, we got that a bloke! So we got a bloke! I'm so pleased! Yeah, we got a bloke!" <laughs> It's really, really lovely. So that cheered our little souls. Do you reckon we've got any more books out there? Then, I mean, if we have, then do let us know. And oh my god, welcome! And you're you're very, very welcome. And this is not, you know, we might interview women and we might talk about things like menopause or periods or specific women things, but or specific people who have wombs things. But you know, that is absolutely not to say that we don't want men to come and get involved and and it is not at all yeah with us as well oh could you imagine if there was like a little core group of of men that listen to this i i i I would think i can you imagine how fanciable they'd be they're definitely fanciable definitely if they listen to if you know they listen to women's running they like running yeah they like women who express their opinions and they talk about periods and they get they get they get down and dirty with the important things in life. And they're supportive and, and they're kind yeah. of they're feminist and they're just amazing. So I'm I'm gonna say if there's a if there is a little yeah. gang, a little gang of, of, of men blokes. who listen to the women's running podcast. I did, sorry, I objectified them as well then. I didn't mean that they they, they have to be fanciable specifically to me. I just meant 
you know, gorgeous human beings. That's a catch. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely, a absolutely. We, yeah. what I want to hear from if there is any more other than Matt. I mean, I am so thrilled. Honestly, a little shriek, little shriek. And Thanks, actually, Matt. Yeah, that really, really made us smile. It totally did. It made my day, if not my week. We were week. so jolly. Yeah. In fact, I can tell you, I'm going to reveal, this was the te- this was the exchange. So Matt <laughs> sent that email in and I forwarded it on to Esther and I said, a bloke. And Esther replied and she went, oh my God, we must cherish him. <laughs> so Matt, we cherish you. We do cherish you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had one more little email that I just wanted to mention yeah. because I had an email that made me slightly confused when I first saw it earlier this week. And I was like, I know that name. Ooh. It was from a listener called Helen and I recognized her name. And as I read on, I was like, and I knew as well recently that she had taken up running because I knew that she'd done couch to 5k earlier in the year because she did it with my Mm mum. Anyway, read on, read on. And then I realized that she was a family friend. We used to be next door neighbors and she's a listener and that she is actually having run Couch 5K and her and my mum were kind of doing a thing of like holding each other accountable. So they live in different places, but they were sending each other Facebook messages and stuff and like checking in and making sure that they'd both done their run for the week and stuff. That Helen has now gone on to train for the London Marathon (gasps) and she's running this year as well. No! I know. She's running for Alzheimer's research and it's, she's she's about to do her her last very long run this weekend she may well have have already done it by the time this podcast airs Mm -hmm. but um she said could we give her a shout out because it would give her a massive boost she feels like she also needs some advice on how many jelly babies per hour to eat oh to give her enough energy and not make her sick she thinks it will take her five and a half hours to complete the marathon so she'll be a long way behind you she thinks esther but i think Mm. that's still bloody amazing five and a half hours absolutely amazing yeah, um, in fact, it might take me a bit longer. Maybe it take me about six. Um, but yeah, she just wanted to wanted um, us to give her a bit of support and encouragement, and I'm more than happy to do that because she is a queen, and I hope she absolutely smashes it. I'm so proud. I can't believe she's doing that because last I heard, she was plodding along doing five k with my mum. And Next now she's thing in... I hear, she's a marathon runner. That's amazing. I know. It is amazing. Do you know what's so, so good? Like, I, like, this has, you... this, this has given me mm. two thoughts. And one thought is yeah, yeah, that yeah. if this is a recent email, which I think it is, she mm-hmm. has essentially crushed her training, right? So she will probably be facing her last long run, just like I am this weekend. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly, it came in this morning, I think. Okay, so brilliant. So so after that, it's all essentially downhill. Um, in fact, by the time this podcast comes out... In a good uh, way. Yeah, yeah. In the running way. In the running not kind in, of way. Not, not, in, not, in, most not in the life definition. kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, when this comes out, I think she will be absolutely into her taper. So that means I would mm-hmm. hope that she has, on her long runs, practiced her nutrition uh, while she's been running. I wouldn't necessarily have recommended were she to start training I wouldn't have recommended necessarily uh jelly babies as a nutrition source during a marathon um particularly not the sole nutrition source but that said I don't think and I am going to get slammed for this I don't think there's going to be a massive amount of nutrition nutritional difference between jelly babies and quite a lot of gels and I'm only going to be using Mm. gels anyway um it's not what we want to hear. But. Yeah, yeah. So I think if she has been yeah. training 
using jelly babies, then she should just carry on using jelly babies in the way For that sure. she had before. The way the gel rule of thumb, because they in with gel, even though it's essentially sugar, they talk about it in carbohydrate. And gels have normally like 20, 25, 30 grams of carbohydrate. I wang one, technically speaking, every kind of three miles. Um, so, you know, a handful of jelly babies every three or four miles would probably do the trick, you know. Yeah. Um, but basically, if you start feeling sick, have less or fewer, depending on okay. your on your grammatical background. Um, but yeah, I, I probably but start with a the the ballpark of every three or four miles. Every, that's cup of jelly babies. That's what I'm doing. I think um, I think mm. I'm starting with um, with a carbohydrate kind of breakfast, but with but not too much fiber because you don't want to shit yourself. And then yeah, and I start around four miles. So four miles into the run, that's when I usually start having my first one. Um, but what I might do is have a slightly bigger breakfast and start taking the nutrition a little bit later because you can end up feeling sick at 20 miles if you've been taking them that regularly. So that's that's what you don't want. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, the thing okay. is, if she's been training with them, she should just carry on training with them to carry on just using them as she yeah. has done. So I think what she's been doing. Exactly, because yeah. she's clearly crushing it. So, I mean, don't listen to me. Oh, I'm so excited for her. Really I'm so exciting. excited for her. It's brilliant. And we need to answer the age-old question of, mm. she's also asked in the email as to whether I'm going to come down and support you. Oh. So I need to, I need to, I need to think about it. I need to think about it because oh, I do yeah. think, I, I have to admit, like an awful, awful friend and colleague, <gasps> I, was, I, I, I wasn't thinking that I was going to do that. But as soon as Helen mentioned that, I was like, imagine how nice it would be she also mentioned yeah was there going to be some kind of a podcast meetup you know were there going to be other people there and that was another thing that again I'm the answer I'm afraid is no because we'd never thought of that no. <laughs> in, future, in future if that's something that people would be interested in then I think potentially having a having a podcast yeah. bunch of us run at an event oh my god yeah maybe we can all raise money for the same charity or something then that would be absolutely lush what I'd love to idea. do something like that where we could actually meet up in the flesh yeah um, and like have all we'll the chips afterwards or something and we, see what they all think we yeah. definitely should because I know I know from speaking to the patrons that a number of people are doing Great North Run um and I hadn't mm. thought about that at all and that they were quite keen about maybe doing a um a virtual meetup thing but yeah we could organize a real one at a event that lots of us happen to be running in yeah how cool would that well be? yeah so that's but it's, it's it's pie in the sky at the moment it is pie but... in the sky but i would say that um i i mean i think i always think i am eminently forgettable facially but if anyone oh, i don't think that's true no i think that's my strap line um, but if anyone, oh really? Yeah, maybe my epitaph. I don't know. Mm. Um, but um, if <laughs> no one can even remember what she looks like anymore now yeah. she's dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm going to say is, is if anyone is doing the Great North One and they do recognise me, I don't think I anyone will. I'm. Oh no, I think oh I tell you what, I do Esther is not a common name and I do have Esther written on my number. So if you if you nice. if you do okay. if you do spot me, because there aren't that many of us, um, if you do spot me, please come and say hello because it'd be lovely to see you. 
Um, and mm-hmm. the same is true of London. I guess we're going to have our name on our numbers for London as well. Um, I never, yeah. I never wear brown, bright and gaudy clothing. So I'll be the one in wearing whatever it means that that I'll be blending in against like pavements and stuff. I'm going to be gray and black mm-hmm. and trying to just like not be visible in any way, shape or form, which is probably also why I believe I'm forgettable. Um, but yeah, it doesn't sound like you've got a forgettable face. It just sounds <sighs> like you would prefer anonymity in life. I think it's maybe a bit of both. I don't know, but maybe. Um, yeah, it depends if I wear these glasses or not. That's true. You can't miss Esther in these amazing glasses. Massive glasses. And it, all this, uh, that sounded like I was being sarcastic. It really, I really love them so much. And if you, 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 mm-hmm. you could definitely see don't you some think... large tortoiseshell set from across the room, <laughs> yeah, it's Esther. They're massive. I think <laughs> they look as though that they should have like straws and that they kind of lead to some kind of beer. Oh, beer and, and bottles. Yeah, yeah big <laughs> I always wanted one of those ever since I saw it in The Simpsons. I just thought that would be the most fun thing. Oh, my God. I really have to tell you quickly, actually, before, because I remembered this during the uh, Lost podcast. Yes. And I didn't get a chance to say it then either. And I I have to tell you now, I had my first stress dream about the half marathon (gasps) last night. Oh, no. And for I know because my because uh, I'm running for the um, Stroke Association. Yeah, my my vest, my fetching purple and yellow vest arrived, and I know and um, and but all in the name of charity. Yeah, and uh, it um, it. Yeah, I, sorry. I, I was just also thinking about the fact that it's a bit small. I don't think I'm going to have a chance to ask them to change it. Anyway, it's going to be fine, but. Yeah. I had a stress dream where the half marathon was like, I mean, it was a classic dream thing. It was like sort of abroad, but it wasn't abroad. It was also in Bath. And then there were like bits of Berlin there yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was going to check in and I hadn't packed in my suitcase. Yeah. So it was clearly far enough away that I'd, yeah, I hadn't packed my my special stroke association top. And I was like, oh, oh no. bollocks, I'm not going to be repping the charity. I'm not going to be doing my bit. And then I also hadn't packed my race number, which had arrived in the post and I'd not brought it with me. And they 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 weren't allowing me to run it. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I've trained. I'm so oh, excited. No. And all of the podcast listeners are going to be so disappointed. Oh. And it was such a relief to wake up and realize that, my, look, it's just here. Never fear. My special there association is. t-shirt. Oh, it's is lovely. And my number hasn't arrived yet. as yours? No. It hasn't. It hasn't. No. Has your London Marathon number arrived? No, it hasn't. No. Okay. Um, but I, you got a few more weeks. I got a few more weeks. Mm-hmm. I I think. Um, oh my god! I, as soon as you talk about like running stress dreams, I've had so many of them. So I completely empathise. And and it is oh, awful because yeah. you wake up in such a sweat. And I, usually mine are like um, the ones I can really remember are ones where. I'm so frantically trying to do something else. And in, in the last case, it was trying to put on the right leggings. I'd bought the wrong leggings and it was desperately trying mm. to put them on. And in the middle of me trying to put them on, being surrounded by people who didn't really understand what it was I was doing, I w- understood that the race had already started. And so I, it was me trying to I've steal... I've had that before too. Of the Where door. you're trying to run to the, to the start, start line. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
incredibly stressful. That's actually quite. Uh, the, I, I, I'm enjoying these. I feel like maybe that could be our next segment. If you've got a running, a running related dream, yeah, then please send it in. I'd love to hear it because those yeah. were just off the top of our heads, and they were both mental. Yeah. So oh, it's awful. I, I can yeah. actually, as I'm set in the in the telling, I can remember so vividly the feeling of panic of trying to trying to catch up with the back of the race people mm-hmm. and thinking, oh, I didn't start my watch. I won't know what time I've done it in. And th- even in that one, thinking, I think this is going to be my quickest half marathon ever, but they're not going to do the chip time because I started late. And, you know, stupid things like oh. that. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I thought that about the podcast listeners as well. Even my subconscious <laughs> brain was like, but I can't not run it because everyone's going to be waiting to hear how it went. <gasps> and it's funny the bits of logic that you cling on to like that. Yeah. Like, what about my chip time? Yeah. But the bits of complete... A completely illogical bollocks yeah. that you allow to actually tell the story like the fact that you were still pulling on your Put, your, pulling your tights and, and trying to do up trainers already begun. yeah yeah trying, trying to do up yeah. trainers with like and the, 70 and the, fingers I hadn't <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and that I hadn't realized that the that the event was going to be uh, uh, far away and so I needed to pack a suitcase in a hurry oh. and then didn't pack my race number and they wouldn't let me run I have actually been to a race before where I, I forgot the race number really my mum had my mum had thrown it away yeah I did the <gasps> I did a race for life when I was younger with my sister yeah and my mum had just like I think it's my mum I'm really sorry because my mum does listen and she can give me a ring if I've got this wrong mm. but I think that she having not like none of us had ever like done a race before at that point I don't think yeah the bit of information that's got your pins and your number and all of that arrived and I think it just sat on the side for a bit and then she kind of was like what's this and ended up chucking it away and we didn't have numbers ah. and then we we managed to contact the race when we realized this we managed to contact the race organizers and I think they told us what the numbers were but it was too late so we just had to write them on a piece of paper <laughs> put them on our tops oh no oh my god at least they let you run at least they let us run yeah I think because we'd rung in advance and said look we may or may not have thrown away the race numbers (laughs) if if we let you know who we are can you tell us what our race numbers are or whatever oh oh it's not where you want to be nightmare is it no actual stuff of nightmares so never throw away and then everyone else had like you know, a really nice race number. And then it said like four, whoever, like four dad or whatever. And I was like, that's so oh. lovely. And then we've just got like little bits of paper with felt tip pen that have run in the sweat and rain that we've put oh. five, nine, two, zero on. <laughs> oh, no. it, it was it's not, not good. It was not good. It was far oh. from, from ideal. Yeah. Oh. So never throw away any correspondence from the race organizer. However, no. rubbish you think it might be because it exactly. could have your race numbers in and your mum could, could go numbers. oh what's this marketing and throw it in the bin it might have been my dad to be fair it's probably more likely my dad but yeah <sighs> oh okay well let's there. let's not do that with our bath half ones I still haven't decided no. I'm doing that yet but I hope I will be I hope I will be um oh I didn't know that's... you were ha- oh, of course because they moved it to just after the London Marathon yeah of course yeah but yeah, hopefully, as yeah, if I'm not sorry, broken. I'm a bit there by saying, had your race number arrived? And actually, nope. I've opened up a deeper conversation that we can we sh- should discuss at we another should time. Mine, but... mine for, for, for 
concern. Yeah. But um, yeah, I should. I, if I'm not broken, I promise I'll do it for sure. Okay. But, um, that will be lush, but don't worry about <laughs> yeah. doing it for me. There have been plenty of things that I've watched you in that I have not run myself, and I will completely understand if you're broken. Yeah, and if I am broken, I will, I'm definitely going to be there to cheer you on. And that is, I mean, uh, with all the concerns about bath half and stuff, like, like we, we've got sort of various little niggles against them, but for for kind of moving mm. dates and and you know changing the course around and you know whatever, but. Yeah. The best thing about a circular course that you have to run twice is that if I position myself in a really good place, I can basically see you four times during the race, you know, yeah. so you, you know, so it's it, it's brilliant for cheering That's people true. on. Absolutely brilliant for for, for yeah. crowds. So um I will be there. I, I definitely promise. noticed everybody who was there last time who was cheering. I yeah. actually saw people and and felt a little boost every time. So yeah, it's lovely, yeah. isn't it? Really It'll be lush. I'm really looking forward to it. I had a little sense of it today as I was following a bloke <gasps> down the canal path, and I thought, "This is what it's going to be like chasing some blokes back of his knees for two and a half yeah. hours." <laughs> exactly. <that. laughs> isn't it quite discombobulating? You know, when you're running along, and there is there does happen to be a pair of feet and a pair of knees that you've fallen into kind of step with. And they're the ones that you're yeah, following. And, and then you, see, you, you feel like, oh, no, this is my pace, my yeah. pace. And then either they zoom off after a long, long time, or you, for some reason, mm. pick up the pace and go past, and then you don't have the same yeah. shoes to look at. I find Person that quite... Person to look at, yeah. It mm, is discombobulating, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. favourite word. word. Word of the day. Dis- word of the day is discombobulating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Oh, we did a whole bit about anti-disestablishmentarianism as well in the last podcast. <laughs> we'll have to dig some of this bag up back yeah. up for another time. There was too we much could, gold. There was too much gold. Disestablishmentarianism <laughs> can be the, the word of the next pod. This population yeah. is this one. Is and, this one. Yeah, and the one before was And then maybe, tits. if you're lucky, we'll tell you about Miss Piano Jones. Yeah, we might. Tits, to be <laughs> fair. <tits>. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe, that way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our supporters on Patreon and you'll receive a special patron-only newsletter from me and Holly. More perks on the way, I promise. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. Happy running. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 